Hey, cabin lovers, and welcome to my Dream Log Cabin podcast, where we help cabin lovers like you navigate the uncharted waters of building their dream log home. From idea to move in, we cover all aspects of log home design and construction. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to hit that subscribe button. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by Caribou Creek Handcrafted Log Homes. Okay, guys, in today's episode, we're going to break down the mindset differences between buying a pre-built log cabin that's already there (laughs) versus building your own, designing and building your own. So the reason we want to dive into this is because there is a difference. And this this episode especially is going to help all of you, whether you're planning to buy or build. Recently, my husband and I were toying with the idea of selling our current cabin. That's right. The one you heard about in episode one. That's the one, and buying land to build a new home. Okay, so the way home values have skyrocketed, there was a good possibility that if we sold our house, we could end up moving, buying something small, or buying some land rather, and building something small and be debt-free. So this was a very alluring prospect, as you can imagine. So as I began running the numbers on a new build to see if this was even a feasible thing, like it could actually happen, I became acutely aware of some things that I had not even considered previously. You see, I've always bought homes that were already built, and like many of you, the idea of building was a first for me. As exciting as it is, it was also overwhelming, even though I work in a business that helps people build homes. (laughs) I know the irony is hilarious, but this experience was too beneficial not to share. When we are shopping for homes, and I mean you and me and everybody, whenever we go out shopping for homes on the market, we have the luxury of seeing what is in front of us. We may not walk into the home with a clear picture of what we want. That's okay. Instead, we're checking out the home that's there and deciding if we like its features or not. And what could we live with? And what don't we like? Could we make renovations or should we just scrap the whole idea? By walking through many homes, we get more clear on what we like and what we don't like. Plus, because the rooms are already fabricated, right? You could walk in, you can get a feel for where your furniture is going to go, or how would you use this room or that room? How are you going to arrange your life around the existing structure? That is a very easy way to buy. And when you build, it's not so easy. And that's, I think, where people get stuck. So here are three tips I learned by exploring the idea of building. And really, these are some mindset tips basically to have when you walk into this process. They're helpful whether you're building a log home um, or you're building any home for that matter, okay? So log home or not, it's it's good advice. Okay, so tip number one was admit that you don't know what you don't know. And this is coming from somebody who works at the log home company, Caribou Creek, right? You would think I would have a handle on these things. Now, mind you, I'm not out in the field and I'm not a general contractor. I haven't done this very often. I'm the office manager. So there's going to be some things I don't know. But thankfully, I knew just barely enough to be mindful of certain aspects of construction that I wouldn't have considered had I not worked here. But even still, after talking with the owners about my ideas, they pointed out many more things I hadn't thought of. And so I had to let go of of this concept that I could figure it out on my own. It became apparently clear, abundantly clear, that I would need help. Because there was many things that go into the overall build that you don't think about when you're first getting started. Let me give you an example. Thinking of building a new home, it didn't dawn on me that I would also have to be buying all new um, like a, 
a stove, for example, that was a good, this is the best example I can give you. It did occur to me that I would have to buy a new stove. Whenever you move into a home, typically the stove is there. Yes, I bring the refrigerator and I bring uh, the washer and the dryer, but the dishwasher and the stove, microwave sometimes even, is already there. So for me, all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh my stars, I have to go, I have to factor the price of appliances into my build. Didn't consider that originally. So this lack of knowledge impacted my budget, time frame, and material choices. There are numerous little things that go into finishing a home that we take for granted or don't even consider if we haven't built a home before. So don't be afraid to ask questions and admit that you don't know. The solution is to find people who have experience and that could walk you through the process. I'll be honest right now, sometimes that's easier said than done, but it's still possible, especially if you're flexible with your time frame. That's the saving grace for anybody who's looking to build either now or in the next few years. This leads me to tip number two. This problem is akin to what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> so in this case, the question is, how do you find a contractor who's willing to bid out your project if you don't really know what you want yet because you haven't finalized your design? And how do you embark on the design contract if you aren't sure you have the budget to finish the project? You see the problem here? <laughs> I realized that at the time of recording this, building prices have increased astronomically and are continuing to do so. So this is seriously complicating things for both builders and homeowners right now, but we, you know, and we're in uncharted territories, friends. I mean, the, honestly, at this point, quite, quite frankly, after doing my research and after going through this experience, I've decided that unless somebody has a very loose budget, they shouldn't really be building yet. If you have a strict budget to follow and you only have a certain amount of dollars to work within, it's probably wise to wait a couple of more years and see where the prices fall is wait until they level out. Because uh, if you walk into a contract right now, there's a good chance you're going to end up being over budget. In an effort to make this episode relative for years to come, though, I want to focus on this, this problem from a place of normalcy, right? I, you see my air quotes there, you in the podcast land. <laughs> Um, obviously I have hopes that we get back to some sort of normalcy soon, but really nobody knows when that's going to happen. The mindset solution that I offer for this problem is be willing to share your budget early. Start by determining your budget first. So rather than working backwards by calling the contractor and saying, Hey, what does it cost per square foot to build a home? Flip the script, figure out how much you can afford and then call multiple contractors, I wouldn't call just one, and ask them, hey, look, I've got a budget of $500,000. Is it reasonable to be able to build a house that's approximately this many square footage? And how can I do it? You're gonna find that in different parts of the country, you know, and, and this is true anywhere, $500,000 is gonna go a lot farther in some parts of the country than others, right? And so knowing how much you can afford is going to dictate your budget. And you want to make sure also that if you're buying land, that that is not included in the budget you give your contractor, because he needs to know how much money that you have just to put towards the project. That's going to make a big difference when it comes to land prep and all of these variables that are going into it. It's also recommended to already have your site figured out, like where are you buying or have your land already so that he can go scout that property and help you make some decisions to help determine if it's within your budget. I know that's tricky because who wants to go out and buy land and then not be able to build, but you could always keep the land for a few years and build later. 
You know, it's funny because I don't, if you have heard previous podcast episodes, you might've heard that my background was in the automotive industry. And I realized that this mindset of, I don't want to share my budget probably was impacted by the car business. I'll just be honest, because, you know, when you walk into a car dealership, when you say, Hey, I only have $300 a month to spend, they come back and say, well, your payment's 600 <laughs> and you're freaking out. I understand that. That's what, but my experience with contractors has been drastically different. And this goes back, not just here working at Caribou Creek, but my dad was a contractor and I grew up with contractors. So I understand contractors are just very different. And most contractors would much rather meet your expectations, build the house the way you want it. The last thing they want is to have to walk off a project that's unfinished because there's no money left. That just leaves a bad taste in the mouths of everybody involved. So most contractors will want to work with you. And you could even do something like this. You could say, hey, I have a budget of 500,000. That's what I want to keep it in. If it had to go over to 600,000, I could probably squeeze it, but it would really help me out a lot if we could keep it down. Now, what will happen is during the process, your contractor will say things to you along the way while you're picking out materials, while you're making decisions on um, fixtures, cabinetry, flooring, all of that. If you start to get a little out of line and choosing things that are going to put you over your budget, a good contractor will rein you back in and say, hey, look, that's fine if you want this flooring, but I just want to let you know this is probably going to put you over budget and here's how much. So you have a chance along the way to make the decisions and use your cushion money if you so choose. Okay, tip number three, be open-minded and expect things to change. Going into building a home with a fixed mindset will surely end in dissatisfaction. There are constantly moving pieces being juggled by contractors behind the scenes on projects. Being in my spot here at Caribou Creek in the office, I get to see so much of the behind the scenes that's going on. I can tell you firsthand that there are a lot of comings and goings and um, multiple subcontractors on a job at one time, multiple people walking on and off, insurance things to cover. Da, da, da. I mean, the list can go on. This is why you hire a contractor so they can deal with these problems and you don't have to, right? But at the same time, from a homeowner's perspective, I think it's fair to say that if we have, a, um, I don't know, if we're flexible with our expectations, we can be understanding that things may come up. I'm going to give you an example. Um, when my father passed away, my sister and I took over his flooring business and pretty routine stuff. We, we would do floors, carpet, tile, linoleum, you know, those kinds of things. We had a job lined up and we ordered the carpet. We had the whole job scheduled. The guys were ready to go. We had a team go in and move all the furniture. Everything was prepped. The floor was prepped. The tear out was done. Okay. So here's a homeowner who was having a vacant house, basically all their furniture moved, the, the carpets taken down to, you know, concrete and they're waiting for us to show up. My sister got the material shows up to the job site. The installer rolls out the carpet and in the middle of the carpet is a streak of discolored uh, fibers. It was not that discolored to where maybe the QC people missed it, but it was discolored enough that we noticed it and our homeowner was not going to let that go in their house. No, I don't blame them, right? So what were we going to do? This is an example of things that can come up that are unforeseen. So we clearly, we had to work with the manufacturer to get this product warranted. We had to get them to ship out a new roll, et cetera, et cetera. 
That delayed our whole timeline and our poor customer had to live with no floors in their home for the few weeks it took to get all this sorted out. And thankfully they were very gracious. But the point being is as a contractor, there are so many moving pieces and things out of your control. It's the job of the contractor to manage the chaos and keep you informed when things might impact you, right? And keep you informed of the progress along the way. So I encourage you to, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask what the timeframes are and how things are going, but certainly have some loose expectations. I wouldn't be expecting to move in. You know, if your project's just getting started, don't be expecting to move in within a year, even though that's reasonable. Uh, don't plan a hard move-in date, right? Definitely wait till things get closer and then you start finalizing those timelines. It's really important. So just to recap, the, the mindset difference between building and buying. You know, when you're building, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's step-by-steps. You need people and help along the way. It's important to ask questions. It's important to admit when you might not know something. Don't be afraid to, uh, I guess, for the sake of, for the lack of better words, don't be afraid to look silly. I, I've done that where I say, look, I, I'm not a contractor. I just, I, could you explain this to me? Or I don't understand what terms you're using. Um, contractors, people in general, in any profession, tend to use lingo that they're comfortable with, that they use all the time. Sometimes it's jargon that a homeowner or a client may not actually understand or recognize. So don't be afraid to ask detailed questions. Don't be afraid to push a little bit more when something still doesn't make sense, even though you've already asked. Um, and then, you know, walk through the process with an open mind and uh, make sure to share your budget early to help keep things on track. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Our next episode, we will be discussing what to watch out for when considering to purchase a log home. So it is more specific to buying a log home and have a blessed week until next time.